March 27, 2022. Welcome to Steel Hot. So, um, last time we were talking, we were talking about uh, how we were... going to make a Franken camera? We were making a Franken camera. And just to kind of recap, because somebody might just be tuning into us for the first time here. We were discussing about the problems with film production within the porn industry. And one of the things that we had said right off bat, and, uh, and it's something that you can't dispute. I mean, if you're making the film, a... The, the porn industry does not work with the same kinds of budgets as, like, say, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. I mean, you know, there's a handful of companies out there. Like, I mean, I was looking at a trailer from Digital... Even, even, even those, I mean, they may be operating at the bottom end of... Of a good B-movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, there are high-end. Yeah. And that would be a... Yeah. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And if you look at the budgets from the movies in this industry from the 1970s to today, 2022, I mean, we've Yeah, that's the other been, thing. Our budgets have been going down. Hollywood's yeah. budget's been going up. Yeah. Yeah. And Hollywood's budgets have been going up. So, you know, we're... We're the reverse pyramid. And... When you're thinking about film and stuff, you know, it's one thing, you know, to sit back and if you, uh, you work just you and your lover and you're making content, you know, well, you know, you could sit around and wait the next two years worth of investing and making and working before you get some money back because it's just really your time that you're losing, right? Uh, or if it's just you yourself on a tripod, I mean, you're not paying other people. Yeah. But if you're a modest-sized business with, let's say, even just two part-time employees, or, or for one, for that matter of fact, you're looking easily at twenty to $30,000 a year that you're going to have yeah. to come up with. And that's not counting your own expenses. And that's not counting your own time, your own expenses. That's not counting any other expenses. I mean, you know, you still got to pay talents. You've still got to, you know, it's, it's one of those things. So... When you're producing porn for profit, the first thing you got to come up with is who is the consumer, how are you getting your video to them, and then govern yourself accordingly. Now, I'll be the first one to sit back and say, I would like to make million-dollar pitches, and I would like to have oh, me too. big, giant cameras that do everything and but absolutely you, anything. You think I want to film with the monstrosity we put together? <laughs> well, you know what? You can look at it like it's very unprofessional what we've put together, and there's going to be people that let's let's be honest. There's going to be people that are going to take a look because I've got it right over here, and I'm going to show it there. Was buying somebody with a 3D printer, having 3D printing enclosure for it, so it looks professional. So well, yeah, 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 literally. But there's good people that are going to look at it. They're going to collect their tongues, and I get where they're coming from. Or you could look at it on the other hand. Here's a couple of guys who work for ourselves. We we're in charge of our own situation, and we're attempting to innovate. We're coming up with solutions. And it doesn't take a genius to figure. Like, I mean, 10 years ago, everything was 480p. And, well, 15. Then 10 years ago, everything was 720p. Now everybody wants 1080p, and they're already starting to see some sites out there. We have 4K. Now, you got to figure... If you've had to buy equipment each step of the way, that's starting to cost you. And the acceleration between what one is and what the other is, the new is, that's that's decreasing exponentially. Like, I mean, you know, in 2000, you were good to use your, your camera, you know, for the next eight, ten years. Easily. Yep. And then when we got the 720p, you know, we were already within five to six, five, six, seven years in or thereabout, 
you know, people were already looking at 1080, and now they're starting to set their eyes on 4K. You know, it's just the nature of the beast. And Let you guys in on a little secret. Half the time, what you need is not a higher resolution; it's a better display. Yeah. Well, I that's, mean, that's the consumer. Have you seen the, the the display on my laptop? Yeah. It looks like shit. Total. You remember the 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 old display I used to have in Europe? Yep. Do you know how many times people thought that was a 4K display? Yeah. Instead, no, it was a 15-year-old 1080p. Which is a really good one. But here's the thing, okay? That's on the consumer end. Like, I mean, when we're editing 4K video, okay, I'm going to be downright blunt. You know, we don't really need a 4K screen. We're not dealing in special effects. We're not dealing in uh, massive video editing. I mean, we're making porn, okay? Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the worst that you... I mean, I'm going to be blunt. I mean, if, I'll be honest. A 4K display doesn't make too much sense for editing because when you want to look into that detail guess what you got to do yeah you got to zoom in regardless if you displace 1080p well, or 4k my comment about it all is this okay because of the type of the productions that we do here okay if i'm filming okay and yes once in a while i do grab the camera but it's primarily my partner over here he's the technical experience and i see to be blunt a great big zit on the female talents rear end and the difference between film and digital is that in film it was forgiving um, even at 480p there was a certain amount of forgiveness but today with the the large resolution oh the that, camera goes oh that is a point of focus i'm interested in that i'm interested you got it and it looks like a volcano yeah now you gotta get the makeup girl to clean that up ahead of time that's, otherwise thank you it's a that's it right here that's it right here because we're not making a Steven Spielberg film here, okay? You know, we don't have a team of video editors, and we're not about to, do, uh, you know, devote that length of time or that work to creating something that's not going to make us back half a million dollars, mm -hmm. okay, in the first week or, or whatever. Uh, we're only doing it to get it out. We're cranking it. It's, it's literally, let's get this stuff out as fast as possible. And so it's actually easier, faster and cheaper for us to turn around to the makeup girl saying, can you cover this up? And in some cases, she covers it up as best as you can, and then we take the step and say, okay, let's try to angle us away from the zit when we film. Yeah. Let's film this area here, and let's not film that other area over there. So anyway, well, I'm going to... At least when she covers up somewhat, it's easier to finish up the job than, like... Well, you know, this is a real-life example. Like, I mean, you know, I've turned around to the male talent. Can you just kind of put your hand where the zit is? Okay? Yeah. Like, you know, part of the action so I could see it, and that is kind of how it happens. Yeah, grab, your, grab her ass and just cover up that zit. Perfect. Perfect. That's how it goes. Um, but anyway, I'll introduce you to our Franken camera. And I guess I can kind of let my technical expert partner... Describe it all, and I mean, I mean, what is there to describe? It's... Well, tell them what we put together over here. You know, it's... Logitech Brio 4K webcam. Yep, an old power pack to power a uh, cheap webcam light. There you go. And yeah, just gotta run a wire from there to a computer. That's how you stream it. Yeah, and that's this over here. Now, that's one heck of a wire. Yeah, fortunately, they started making them for VR. Yeah, so this is what it is. It's a Franken system, 
and there's a little bit of the old technology in this too, and it's the actual stand itself. Like, I mean, the last time we were talking, I said, you know, because we started putting this together on the fly over here, one of the things that we came up with was, hey, you know, I've got this old VHS, and it's probably what it's from. This was given to me, so I can't quite tell, but a bit of a research that we did on it dates it back to at least the 1980s. And it was an old VHS, the big, huge monstrosities that they used to have. And this was the shoulder strap that sits on it. Yeah. And we took it to the next step, too. Yeah. So, you know, it, this has affectionately become a, 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 a webcam gun, so to speak. Um, I mean, it's a lot better holding a webcam doing this on well, you know, you can't. You, 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 can't, you can't do that. It's your, not your practical. Hand will be your all hand. over the place. You know, uh, look and feel and the physical parameters. And I don't think we can install this on the gimbal either. No, the we gimbal couldn't. runs off of, like, the processor of the phone it's attached to. Yeah, we could never yeah. do this. So this is what we came up with. And this camera shoots at 4K. And the big thing that we got to know is that there's really no zoom feature on this whatsoever. No, if you want to zoom, it's digital zoom or... Yeah, yeah. And really in the porn industry, and I don't know about other people, but when I learned, because you never had a problem using, you know, the actual zoom features on cameras, but in the adult industry, the way I was taught was that it was something that you don't, you, you actually move in with the camera, right? And, you know, in my defense, it seems to be what the consumer prefers to see. I mean, you know, I've gotten less complaints when I move the camera in this way. And you know what? You get more control. You know, when you're that button, you got to develop such a light touch for a certain speed and whatnot, you know. Well, well you can talk more about it because he actually went to film school and studied. I, I never stuff. used the button. I had the, like, mechanical lens you twist. Yeah, well, so. you know. The other thing... But, yeah, it does did, take a certain amount of skill and familiarity with the camera to just yeah. twist well, this, it at the right speed. Well, this is one of the things that I've noticed is that serious cameramen are always talking about the feel of the camera. How does it feel in their hands, you know, and how do they use it? Um, you know, I'm just a smut peddler, so I'm not that, that advanced. Uh, one of the other things we did was we drilled a hole through this because we said, you know, there might be a point in time that we want to actually use this on a tripod and just have it set up in the background. And we would use a different camera. This would be like a secondary sort of situation. So we drilled a hole through it and we got a screw on it and we checked out with the tripods that we have. We've got one where you just kind of flip it up and it sits very nicely and very securely on it, actually. Well, it's the same thread as the tripod hole. Yeah, it's the same thread. And Originally, I was thinking of sinking a bolt in it to put in the old tripod screw, but our tripod broke, and now the screw kind of falls out on its own, so... <laughs> well, here's my thing, okay? You've got to look at this, okay? Uh, this whole situation, this, this whole device came together for, you know, less than $200. Um, not quite. Not quite? Well, you've got the better figures than I do. Well, we bought that webcam when, like, it was the height of everyone's going out to get a webcam. So okay. it cost, like, $360. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it was a webcam that we had used just laying around using, right? Yeah. Um, now, the only thing I think the average person's going to have a problem is trying to look for some sort of uh, mounting strap, gun, whatnot, you know, because... You're going to have to do that. It's not practical, like I said, to hold a webcam and it goes Yeah. Out. But that's what we came up with, and that's what I figured we'd tell everybody about. It was, uh, it's a unique way to look at things. We haven't actually shot anything with it yet, uh, but we're in the experimentation phase with it. And uh, if we can get some video footage that can be shown on YouTube, 
you know, uh, well, then we'll show it. We'd have to specifically edit it, because, I mean, the stuff we make is a lot more hardcore. So, that was that. I thought that was an interesting thing that we did. Yep. Uh, we normally have two topics in these conversations. Uh, one of the other topics that I wanted to talk about today is STD testing. And that's becoming an issue. Not for me. <laughs> well... Well, technically, it kind of did, too. Well, I mean, we've had talent who refuses to show up because, you know, we tell people, you take your vaccine card and shove it. Yeah, you know, we, uh, we don't care. We're in an open state, okay? We're not carding you for, you know, I'm not going to say the C word or anything to that effect because that's just going to get us censored and that's going to get us into trouble. And I'm already the, the most... The thing is, if you're already making a fuss over that... You smell like trouble down the road. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say it. And this was one of the few times, because I was looking at the testing, and because we get asked this question. And the one thing that I was looking at was who's offering what and who's doing what and who's in our area, et cetera, et cetera. So I came across PASS Certified. Okay. And I'm going to... Take a slightly different argument to this here. When I go to the Past Certified's Twitter page, they have a giant Black Lives Matter banner on it. And I recently wrote an article, it was published on MikeSouth.com, which discussed if you're in business, you gotta be careful about which charity or cause you support. Because if you support, let's say you supported Planned Parenthood, you're going to anger a lot of people who are anti-Planned Parenthood. And if you supported an organization, conversely, that is anti-Planned Parenthood, you're going to aggravate everybody who is pro. And the nature of business is not to take sides. It's to make money. And the only time that I'm going to be blunt that I would ever support a cause is if I knew I was going to get more money by supporting it... Then you are going to lose by... Then I potentially stood to lose. And my big mouth had a function. You know, I made a joke or two or whatnot. I embellished the situation. You know, I'm a networker. I talk to people. I got the gift of the gab, in case you haven't figured that out from the uh, the videos here, because I do 98% of the talking. Oh, come on. I do more than that than 2%. Well, I think in the beginning you only did 2%. Okay. You, you've come a long ways. Um... All of a sudden, we had a few clients, you know, that did not want to do business with us. Yeah. And upon investigation, you know, there was, uh, I, I've gotten back 80% of them by just saying, look, it, it was just a conversation. We're not actually supporting anybody. And one of the things I said, you know, to you afterwards, I says, there's only one organization that I'm going to support, and that is the anti-jaywalking organization. <laughs> because every year... Close, uh, approximately 6,000 pedestrians are killed. Okay? And I said, there. That seems like a safe, a safe thing, especially with the gas crisis going on right now. You know? That's a safe bet. I put, you know? And this really is the kind of thing here. Yeah. And when I get to health, I'm not going to get into any kind of stuff here talking about, you know, is... Testing for STDs, a good thing in the business, a bad thing, what is a good test? What's, And the reason why I'm not going to get into it is because 
it doesn't matter how informed you are. It doesn't matter how many facts, how many, uh, how many, how many articles, how many journals you read, how much you have available, what experts you bring into the room. It ain't gonna make a difference unless what you say and what you present jives with the popular opinion, the current consensus. You are not going to get anywhere with it. You're going to lose the argument every time. You're going to have bad publicity and so forth. And now, I'm not saying that we have anything that is to the contrary of testing for STDs or anything to that effect. What I'm saying is it's a landmine. I don't want to get involved in it. What I am going to say is I have a problem with anything that's entrusted to my medical and this and I hate to say it, I'm blacklisting somebody because of an organization they support. But if you're in the business of me tooing, I don't know how else to put it, jumping on the bandwagon, everybody's supporting black lives, I don't want to get involved with that because that tells me that is there a possibility you're a health organization? that any medical services I'm going to get, because the medical industry is like any other industry. You've got bandwagons in it. I mean, right? Mm -hmm. There was only one form of treatment you could possibly have. Everything else was, was evil. You know, we were allowed to choose our medical treatments I mean, it was, it was like a right. I mean, you know, people who, you know, who had back problems, they could choose to go to a chiropractor. People who had whatever, a kidney, whatnot, they could go to a holistic specialist if they want to. It was an insurance company's coveted. But COVID and now it's our way or the freaking highway. Yeah. And it wasn't I, even our way or the highway. It was our way or you're evil. You're killing somebody. And I don't want to get involved in that. One, yeah. okay? And when I look at a health organization and you're bandwagoning, the first thing that I sit back is like, I don't want to get involved in it because if you're bandwagoning within your organization and saying that only this treatment is the only one that you got, you're denying me my options and you're denying me, you know, my choices. And I'm, I'm not going to deal with that. Hmm. So I'm looking at past because... We've got things on the go here, and we're being asked about STD uh, testing and so forth. And I can't, in good conscience, say to any of our talent, use them. And I'm really thankful that we're not in California, because there is a monopoly situation. If I remember how it works, everybody's going to be using it out there. You're not going to be able to, to get around them. And on that note, I was taking a look at how much some of this stuff costs. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're talking about 300 bucks. Ouch. That's a lot of money. Okay, I've seen it down about 150 but it's up there. And I'm like, you know, there's a lot of organizations out here that will do free STD testing for you. And at some point in time, I always say this, the talent has to be an adult. This is the adult industry. You're going to have to behave like adults. And I think my responsibility as a producer when talent comes in the door is to ask that question. Are you 18 years of age and you're an adult? Or, in some cases, are you 40 years of age going on 15? You know, this this is what... And there's some very irresponsible people out there. Yeah, and I don't want to... I, I don't care, and I'm going to be blunt, I don't care how hot you look I don't care how big your Johnson is. 
okay? If you're not professional when you come through my door, you put everybody at risk, okay? You put us at risk because of STDs, because to be downright blunt, even if you go to one of these things, how do I know you don't fake it? There's so many ways. You're not going to stop a person. There's a mystery. Maybe you caught something in the meantime. Well, they're going to turn around. They're going to say, well, this is just it. This is just it. It's only as good as the time that you gave the blood. Okay? As time as you gave the biological specimen, it's only good to that moment. And to that effect, these tests, and I mean, this is not a medical dispute. Tests do come back false positive, false negative. There's a margin of error and the whole bit. If I got a guy who's out there who is, you know, banging crack whores behind a, a grocery store dumpster. I mean, you know, he shows up on my set. He's got all the paperwork that says he's clean. And the next thing you know, we find out a week later. So the best approach is professionals. And I'm going to stick to that. And I don't want to deal with any business that, you know, is bandwagging. I said a long time, I said the last thing. I says, you know, if it looks stupid, don't get involved in it. Don't do business with stupid. And that's the approach that we're going to take to it for everything. So that's, that's, that's my whole thing on it. You know, I think, yeah, testing is important. And um, I think black lives matter. I really do believe that. But then again, I also say, hey, you know what? Native North American Indians were probably one of the groups that got screwed over the most here. So red lives matter. And then I'll take you to the next step. We've been reading about Asians getting attacked. So uh, yellow lives matter. And hey, I'm white. I don't want somebody taking a bat to my face just because I'm white. Mm -hmm. White lives matter. Okay, That's my approach on it. But then again, I'm neither a conservative nor I'm a liberal, okay? I'm an anarchist. I support the abolition of government and the authorities. You know, I don't go into either camp. And this is just it. On the liberal side, it seems to me like other people don't matter. This is my only politics here. And if I look at the, I'm a sex worker, and I look at the conservative side, they want me abolished. I mean, sex workers' lives matter, okay? Blunt, all right? So, neither side's my friend. And that's the approach that I'm taking to all of it. Therefore, that's the podcast. We've shown off our camera, and we've talked about STDs. Hopefully this is entertaining. We'll catch you guys all on the flip side. Ciao.